What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is that you're listening to the soapbox. I want to thank you so much for your love and support. It's TJ with another episode of the soapbox, and man, I'm telling you, I'm so happy to be talking with you guys again today. I want to thank you so much for all of the love and the the support that you guys are showing online. I really appreciate it. Without your help and your listening, the soapbox would be nothing. So, with no further ado, let's jump in the episode. All right. So, as you probably already know, last week we took a little detour, given the fact that uh, we had a lot of major activity going on in the nation and uh, still have a lot going on right now. But I had to take a moment last week and discuss the events that happened at the Capitol. So much has happened since then. If you're not tuned in, I would encourage you to listen to the news, listen to your local news, people that are actually actually involved in really giving you facts, you know, and just try to keep up with what's happening. This is a very interesting time in America, given the fact that some of the events that are going on right now are events that I've never seen in my lifetime. And I know that many of you have never experienced in yours. So we're going to keep on paying attention to what's going on and make sure that we're tuned in to what the world has in front of us. But today we are going to continue our journey into leadership. Now, I want to say a couple things before we really dig into this thing. And the first thing that I want to tell you guys is, is that these episodes are not going to be extremely long. Um, the reason for that is, is that Maxwell's book, uh, John Maxwell's book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, is the source subject matter for this entire series. And instead of me making 30, 40 minute long videos, kind of breaking down every law, I'm going to give you as much detail, as much uh, insight into each individual law as I can, but I'm going to try to shrink it as much as I can as well so that you can grab it and listen to it over and over again. Uh, Once the complete series is done, it will not be a chore to listen to all 21 episodes or 22 episodes back to back. So I want to make sure that it's not too drawn out. Now, as we go through every episode, I am going to tell you guys over and over over time and time again. And I'm going to start right now by saying, if you have not picked up a copy of John Maxwell's book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, or if you have not gone online and read a summary, then I would encourage you to do so. Yes, I am going to do my very best to sort of connect with you guys on each individual law, but Maxwell is such an amazing and outstanding instructor in the subject matter of leadership. And he has many more books than just the one that we're going to talk about in this series. So I would encourage you to pick up his material, look at his videos, really sort of key in. If you're anybody who is in any kind of leadership role, or if you're any individual who is expiring to be a leader, or if you just want to know what a good leader looks like, then I would encourage you to step out there, find this material and study it because it is absolutely Absolutely amazing. 
So with that being said, I have to say that this subject matter is extremely necessary. Now, the reason why I say that is because we have so many people in the world right now in leadership roles or leadership positions or positions that they consider leadership, and they know very little, sometimes nothing, about what it means to be a real true leader, to be a good leader. Um, Many times people are funneled into these positions because of different things that really shouldn't even be considered when you're thinking about putting a person in charge of the welfare and the extended health of a group of people or a project or event or situation. You see, there are still too many people out there in the world who are equating leadership with supervision and management. And I understand where the breakdown comes up because a lot of people have not been taught the difference in understanding what supervising is, what managing is, and what leadership is. There, There's a major difference. Like I explained to you guys before, a supervisor is more like a director. You know, a, a supervisor is kind of like the police of a group or a company. And in supervision, you can kind of point and click. You know, it's, it's like as long as there is an established policy and procedure, then a supervisor really can just read the script and tell his or her people exactly what they want them to do and just ensure that they follow it. You know, that's that's really the role of a supervisor. The job that I work at now, we have a lot of frontline supervisors. And I would dare say that many of them have the concept of supervision relatively down pat. They understand that their role is to direct the group of people to follow the policies and procedures, the guidelines that are in front of them. But that's not leadership, ladies and gentlemen. And we've got to get rid of that misconception. Now, some people want to say, you know, leadership is management. Well, management, of course, is a much more intimately involved level of supervision. So you've got your supervisor who's basically given the playbook and they've got to direct people to do the things that they want them to do. But a manager is more in tune with the overall operation of an area, of a situation, of a unit, of a program. You know, they're really more intimate. So if the supervisor is directing people by the playbook, then basically the manager is the developer of the playbook. And in management, we find that there are many people, including, like I said, I can speak from personal experience. There are a lot of people that I know that are managers and they understand this ideal of creating a structure and placing people inside of this structure with giving instruction on how to execute on a day-to-day basis. They understand the idea of creating programs and panels and committees and all these different things that a manager, of course, should do. Schedules and things like that. But management alone, ladies and gentlemen, is still not leadership. Leadership is an active word. You see, supervision designates that a person does something a certain way. Management designates that a group of people do things a certain way. But leadership designates that we are trying to get somewhere. You only need a leader if you've got a destination. You know, you don't you don't need a leader if you're stuck in the same place. All you need for that is a manager. But when you're trying to get somewhere, you need somebody to guide you. You need a leader, someone that can grow you and get you to the point where you want to be. That is the difference 
experience. And see, I know supervisors who are great leaders. At the job that I'm at right now, the best supervisors that we have are individuals who understand the leadership model. They understand that they've got to get their people somewhere. The best managers that we have are individuals who understand that there is a continued progression on how you grow and how you maneuver and how you get to the next level. That is the leadership model. However, it is very, very sad to say that I know my fair share of supervisors and managers who are not leaders. They don't have leadership qualities. They don't have the leadership mind. They're not trying to progress to any location. And that is a very sad existence. But a lot of times it is because people don't know. So today we are going to dive into Maxwell's very first law. And this law is called the law of the lid, L-I-D. Now, basically what the law of the lid states is that everybody has a cap. Everybody has a ceiling. We all do. However, your people, the individuals that you are responsible for leading, they will never eclipse your cap. They can only be as good as you can as their leader. Your leadership potential gauges their ability to grow into whatever it is that they grow into. And I don't necessarily want to say that any one of Maxwell's laws is more important than the other, but I found it very, very interesting that Maxwell started with this law. Because the truth of the matter is, is you can only take people as far as you can go. Think about it. If you're in a car and you're trying to drive to the nearest town and it's 14 miles away, but you only have enough gas in your car to drive 10 miles. And at that 10 mile mark, your car cuts off. You were only able to take people as far as you had gas to drive. Everything else, they're going to have to get on their own. And that's what the law of the lid kind of explains from the perspective of a leader. Now, Maxwell gives a great example inside of uh, some of his talks in his book. And he says that there's a gentleman that he communicates with that goes around and helps companies actually get on their feet. He talks about how the first action that this individual takes whenever they go to a new company is they fire the manager. Now that might sound harsh to you, but let's think about this for a moment. So when Maxwell asks, why do you fire the manager? This gentleman says, well, it's simple. If that manager was effective, then why would I be here? And that is the issue with leaders who don't understand the law to lead. Because if you're not, if you're not effective in what you're doing, if you're not efficient in your operation, then you have capped yourself at a level. And there's an old saying that stands out when it comes down to this particular law. And that old saying is, is that you can't give people what you don't have. You can't, ladies and gentlemen. There's no way possible that you're going to be able to give a person anything that you don't have inside of you already. Now, it is so vitally important that we understand this. You can look at any kind of sports. You can look at entertainment. You can look at all kinds of arenas that allow people to take on tutors. And you have to think about that. How in the world does it look for me to give my son to someone to tutor him who knows little about the subject matter that he's having an issue? 
issue with. It doesn't make sense. If I don't have $20, I can't give it to you. And that is the essence of this understanding. But there are so many supervisors and managers running around America who don't even understand that they have to impart into their people. A true leader, a good leader, grows his constituency. A true leader, a good leader, grows his subordinates. A true leader, a good leader, grows his frontline supervision. But you can only grow them as far as you are. You can't give them any jewels that you don't own. And that is what is so vitally important about the law of the lid and leadership. Your people, your staff are only as great as you are. So now that leads me to a concept that has to go hand in hand with the law of the lid. And that is the concept of potential and potential capacity. And I've talked about this in a previous podcast episode. And people have to understand that this is a very, very important concept because what this concept does is it allows you to assess yourself to see where you are and where you want to be. And are you truly capable in your current state of getting to that point? So it almost requires you to have a very humble self-assessment, one that does not require you to be a narcissist. It requires you to be someone who is willing to be critical of themselves and accept the criticism for growth. So just to recap the understanding of potential and potential capacity, we're going to go back to the concept that we talked about with the cup. So imagine you have a cup. Let's say it's an eight ounce cup. That cup is your potential capacity. That's what you can do. But let's say you only have about four ounces of liquid in the cup. At that particular time, you are not living up to your potential. You're living at the potential level that you've allowed to be in that cup. But you've got room for growth. You've got a whole four ounces that you have not filled up. There are a lot of people People running around here right now with half filled cups. You are not living up to your capacity. There is so much more that you can do for you and the people that are following you. But because you are not operating at full capacity, you're giving your people a diminished look at where they could be or where they should be. As a leader, you cannot afford to operate at any less capacity than what you are capable of. Your people deserve your best and you should present your best to them each and every day. But now here's where things get a little shaky. So let's say you are operating at an eight ounce potential. You have capped out. You have no more room to put anything else in your cup. But the job that's in front of you is a 12 ounce job. You got to pull four ounces out of somewhere and you don't have it. You've got an eight ounce cup and you're looking at a 12 ounce situation and see let me tell you what happened so many times we have so many supervisors out there right now and so many managers out there right now who were not capable of taking the jobs that they took but they took them anyway they were not ready they were not prepared to be a supervisor or a manager but they jumped into these positions anyway you have exceeded your lid you are above your ceiling. You are out of your wheelhouse. You should have recognized 
realized before you stepped into this position that you were not prepared to step to that level. Ladies and gentlemen, there is absolutely nothing wrong with you acknowledging in yourself that you have reached a limit. And before you take on a responsibility that is bigger than you, you need to be better. There is nothing wrong with that. Because a lot of times what happens is, is people take on responsibilities that are bigger than them. They don't have the capabilities of taking care of the responsibility and people get hurt. Things don't get done. And now you look bad. It is vitally important that you understand your potential capacity, that you understand your lid. There is no reason why you should ever be operating outside of the boundaries of what you are capable of. When you do that, you place yourself in danger, danger of doing so much damage that may or may not be able to be undone. People have to realize the importance of that. Now, in order to elaborate on this, I want to tell you how Maxwell explains it. So Maxwell places this on a number grid. And basically what you have to understand is if your leadership skill is at an eight, let's say we're looking at a scale from one to 10. So let's say your leadership is at an eight. You can only bring your people to an eight. You can't teach a person how to be a nine if you're not a nine. You can only bring people, you can only cultivate people to the level that you have achieved. Anything beyond that, and they're either going to have to find it through someone else or study on their own and push their own level up higher. But you can't do it. You can only give people what you have. And if you don't have a 10 level of leadership, if your lid is not operating at a 10, then you're not going to be able to make anyone a 10. So that brings us to the solution. Like I stated to you guys many, many, many months ago, I am never going to present you with a problem and not a solution. So how do we capitalize on the law of the lid. So basically we are in a situation where we have capped out, where we have pushed our potential to the max and we have reached our lid. So how do we prepare for situations that are bigger than the potential capacity than what we're operating at now? Well, there's a couple things that we can do. The very first thing to raise your lid is to study your craft. I know so many people that are operating in situations where they are supervisors, managers, or what they call themselves leadership, but they don't know much about what it is that they are operating inside of. Think of it like this. How in the world could you teach a class on fixing cars if you don't know the first thing about fixing cars? You can't bring people to a point of knowledge if you don't know the knowledge. You can't express to people what they should do and how they should do it if you don't really know it. In the job that I work, there are so many people who do not understand the craft, but that's because they have not studied the craft. Anytime you reach your lid, anytime you reach your capacity, and it may happen relatively often, you may find yourself in situations where you feel like you have reached the limit of your knowledge base. At that point in time, if you want to grow more, then you need to 
to know more. So what you have to do is you have to step into an arena where you can pick up literature and start studying the subject matter that you are trying to be a master at. Ladies and gentlemen, nothing is going to come to you freely. Every single bit of you elevating past your capacity is going to be work. I play the piano. I run into capacity issues all the time. So at that point in time, I have to study the craft and advance my capacity so that I can lift my potential. You need to do that in everything that you do. The second thing that you need to do to raise your lid is assess what your people need and what you need to grow. I know so many people day in and day out, work jobs, supervisors, managers, and they never take a real assessment of what the people around them, their subordinates, their frontline supervisors need to be better. You know, sometimes it's not that the desire is not there. Sometimes it's just the fact that the capability is not there because the tools are not there. Sometimes people need assistance in areas that they just can't get their hands on. They may want to grow in the craft, but they don't know what they need to study. They don't know how to get their hands on materials. They may have the know-how, they may have the ability, but they don't have the substance. And you as a true leader should always be looking around, assessing what it is that you and your people need so that you can go to the next level. That is a must when it comes down to being a good leader. The third thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to take guidance from others. Truth be told, your potential capacity could reach an eight and you may seem to hover right around an eight, but you want to be a 10. You need to find somebody who's a 10 and ask them, hey, what do I need to do to make this better? What do I need to do to grow what it is that I'm involved in? You seem to have mastered it. You have gotten to a level of success that is beyond the level that I am at. Please give me some advice. Help me mold myself into a better leader. But like I said earlier, the biggest problem you run into there is that the average person is so narcissistic. They're so self-centered. Their ego drives, especially when you give them power. If you really want to know a person's true nature, give them power and they'll show you. Give them the ability to make calls, make changes, affect people's lives, and they will demonstrate to you who they really are. It is vitally important that you understand as a good leader that the moment you gain power is the moment you should gain much more humility. You should become much more humble as you become much more powerful powerful. That will allow you to continue to grow, to continue to fester relationships that are not breeded off of jealousy, envy, anger, frustration. You may have the most powerful position in any organization, but you should have absolutely no quarrel with being able to take suggestion from the individual who works the lowest position. That is the humility that it 
takes to be a good leader. And if you don't have that, then you are not going to be effective when it comes down to connecting to the rest of your subordinate staff. Now, the fourth thing is simply apply what you learn. There are so many people that get their hands on jewels, good understanding. They get around people who can tutor them and guide them and lead them and carry them to a higher level. And they get all this information, they get all this experience, and they don't do anything with it. Remember, the whole purpose of you learning this stuff is so that you can apply it to yourself. But don't be an individual who wastes all these people's time, wastes a bunch of your own time, gaining all this knowledge and experience, and never really applying it to your day-to-day operation. That is a waste of all of the information that you may have gained, all of the hours and time that you drilled, everything that you would have done, everything that you would have done in order to be successful goes down the drain because you simply chose not to apply what you learned. And then finally, you need to repeat this process every single time you face your lid. Every time you get in a situation where you feel like you are at the point that you're capping out, you can't do anymore, you can't learn anymore, and you need to get to a higher level, you need to repeat this process. Study the craft. Get a hold of people that know. Assess things. Apply those things to yourself. You need to repeat this over and over and over again. Being a good leader is not a stationary situation. Like I mentioned to you early in the episode, it is a progression. Leadership implies a goal. Leadership implies that there is somewhere you are trying to go. You can't go anywhere by not moving. So you have to understand that it is important that you repeat this over and over and over again. I remember that I was told a long, long time ago, an old proverb that says the journey of a thousand miles begins with one step. But what is not said in that proverb is that you have to repeat that step a thousand times in order to get to the end of that journey. So you can't just get to a place where you're comfortable with where you are and then expect to be good enough to deal with everything that comes your way. As a leader, that is not going to happen. I have been leading people for years, large groups, small groups. Every single day is a learning experience for me. Every single day is a chance for me to grow from where I was the day before and one step towards where I will be tomorrow. That's vitally important, ladies and gentlemen. So understand, this is the law of the lid. Maxwell articulates this great in the understanding that you have a lid and your people can only go as far as your lid will allow them to. So let's make sure that we're trying to grow our lid. We're growing our potential capacity to be able to face whatever challenges in leadership that may come our way. All right, well, that's all I got for you guys this week. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week, we'll move on to the second law and I'll give you a little more information about that when we get there. Um, I really appreciate you guys so much for showing the love and support that you have. Continue to stay on the lookout. Keep your ears open, your eyes open. Stay safe. I love you. Peace.